Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And I see we have some news from Down Under featuring uh, a heavyweight fighter who we once called Washed Up. I'm not really sure uh, if he is or not, but he certainly delivered uh, one heck of a knockout last night against his opponent. And according to uh, one of my favorite writers, Charles Brunn over boxnews24.com, this is how he saw it. Former WBO heavyweight champion, Joseph Parker, 32-3, 22 knockouts, picked up a confidence booster, first round knockout victory over lower level fighter, Fiega Oquilu, 15-4-2 with 11 knockouts of his own. And this took place at the Margaret Court Arena down in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. The 31-year-old Parker hurt the much smaller Apollo with a left to the body and a left to the head. Parker then flurried on the stunned Apollo and dropped him hard with a chopping right to the head. When a disoriented Apollo drunkenly got up, the referee waved it off. It's not that Apollo couldn't continue. It look, he looked like he could have taken a few more shots before being put away but the referee likely took into account that he was getting hammered by Parker and had no chance. The time of the stoppage was at 1 minute 29 seconds of round number one. Now, it's interesting to note here, Parker's good friend Tyson Fury was at ringside and quickly jumped onto the outside of the ring to congratulate him moments after the fight. Obviously, a good camera op for the unbeaten WBC heavyweight champ, Fury, but the fight didn't get enough coverage for him to take full advantage of being being seen praising Parker in victory. It would be interesting if Fury chose to throw a bone at his down-and-out friend Parker to give him an undeserving title shot, as he did recently for the washed-up 39-year-old journeyman Derek Chisora, who had lost three out of his four fights before getting the gift payday from Tyson last December. This was the second confidence booster level fight for Parker since Joe Joyce stopped him in the 11th round. Before losing to Joyce, Parker had taken five consecutive morale booster fights from 2018 to 2022 after losing to Dillian White and on anti-Joshua in back-to-back contests. It's difficult to understand why Parker needed to invest four solid years into winning warm-up fights against poor opposition. The quality of fighters he had been facing from 2018 to 2022 was too low for him to improve from the losses to both White and Joshua. When Parker finally stepped it up again after four years against Joyce, he wasn't prepared to fight a decent quality fighter and was taken out. After his loss to Joyce, Parker is repeating the process by taking too many confidence booster fights instead of facing contenders that can help, help him progress to another world title. Um, Parker seems to doubt himself, quite frankly. Hence, instead of fighting top-level opponent, he's been fighting these second-tier heavyweights since 2018. Fuego Paulo, Jack Massey, Sean Del Winters, Derek Jezora twice, Alex Lapai, and Alexander Flores. So, Charles Brunn does not speak highly of our friend Joseph Parker, and I don't think our English friends are going to appreciate that brutal honesty, but that's also how we look at it. That heavyweight division needs to be unclogged, and I would say he is on the downslide. Now, on the upside, the 
on-again, off-again negotiations between welterweights Errol Spence and Terence Bud Crawford appear to finally cross the finish line, as ESPN now cites its sources indicating that both fighters have agreed to terms for a July 29th fight between the two. It's a fight to be set, uh, held at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas and shown on Showtime, with both fighters guaranteed to make at least eight figures. So I don't think it's been signed yet, so I won't go on any further with respect to their respective records. We all know how good they are and what a great fight that will be. Now, speaking of uh, great fights, we just saw a great fight between uh, Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. And now we hear from Eddie Hearn immediately in the aftermath. Eddie Hearn understands that trying to sign Devin Haney is an expensive, quote-unquote, undertaking. Haney, the undisputed lightweight champion from Oakland, California, is coming off a banner win over Loma last Saturday over the MGM Grand Arena in, in Las Vegas, fending off the Ukrainian over 12 rounds to earn a unanimous decision with the win. The 24-year-old Haney is understood now to be a free agent. His last three fights were promoted by Top Rank and is now not clear if he will sign with the Las Vegas-based company again. Before his association with Top Rank, however, Haney was back for several years with Hearn's Matchroom Boxing. Haney parted ways with Matchroom and subsequently signed a deal with Top Rank last year, which allowed him to challenge then-unified champ uh, George Cambosis Jr. for the undisputed title. Haney would go on to beat Cambosis twice in a row. Hearn suggested that trying to work with Haney again would take a large financial offer and pointed to his former charges history of earning outsized paychecks far and above his actual commercial value, says Hearn. Haney has hinted that he could move up to the 140 division after the Lomachenko fight. I don't believe he signed a new contract with top rank, Hearn said. Uh, Haney's very expensive he's always been he's done a great job in that respect i think in the past his purses haven't necessarily reflected his commercial value but now if you look at what he's done he's earned the right for those numbers hearn said that if his company were to pitch haney on coming back to the fold he would offer him intriguing fights with wbc 140 pound titleist regis progress and ryan garcia who hearn does not handle but as a golden boy promoted fighter it appears exclusively on the zone the streaming platform with which Hearn's Matchroom has an extensive content deal. Hearn signed New Orleans Progress uh, to a multi-fight deal earlier this month, as reported here on Talk and Fight. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, last stories of the day include one coming out of Teddy Atlas. Hall of Fame boxing analyst and trainer Teddy Atlas has again called for the establishment of a federal that's the United States Boxing Commission and posted an online petition in its support. Atlas also announced that his team will be presenting the petition and sharing their concerns with several elected officials to advance this issue before Congress. He said, recent nationally televised professional boxing events have shown a spotlight on unacceptable performances inside and around the ring by officials appointed to maintain the integrity and consumer confidence in this sport, he said. While I recognize the human element is, a nat is naturally fallible, I cannot, and I think many who love the sport of boxing agree that this should be acceptable. The fighters who sacrifice so much in their training and risk their well-being inside the ring deserve accountability and consequences for the actions or inactions by those responsible for the health and safety of the fighters. Officiating in boxing, from the commission to the referees, judges, inspectors, et al., 
need to be need to need to recognize this and step up. It's time for the entire process to be overhauled and elevated to the same standard of major league sports. And how many times have you heard that on the Friday night panel here on Talk and Fight? Last story of the day. Let's flash back to Tyson Fury, who we just mentioned a few moments ago when he was down under at the uh, Parker fight. Uh, we see the WBC heavyweight champ Tyson Fury could be in action in Australia himself this summer against unbeaten WBO number 11 and IBF number 11 contender Dempsey McKean. 22-0, by the way, 14 knockouts. And that's according to Australian promoter Angelo DiCarlo. He says, chance began some time ago for Dempsey to fight Tyson Fury in Australia, and I think Dempsey is the best option for the Gypsy King. And that's what DiCarlo said anyway. We're certainly keen to do this fight. Uh, we have a good association with Matchroom. That's McKean's promoter, by the way. And we have great respect for Eddie Hearn. But I'll have more talks with Fury's camp and see where it takes us. If Tyson Fury wants to fight in Australia, the logical option is to fight an Aussie fighter. And talking to Fury's people, they don't want to fight a small heavyweight, Dempsey, and Justice Hunis are Australia's best heavyweights. But Dempsey's six foot six. And being a southpaw, he would present a real test for Tyson. And we've been happy, uh, and, we, and we've been given a possible date uh, to fight uh, Fury in August. So hopefully we can make it happen. Now, wouldn't that be interesting? All right, Talking Fight fans, thank you very much for joining me here on uh, Boxing News today. Appreciate it. Remember to join me at 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, along with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben for their show, Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. Bye-bye.